What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 230 on a special Friday. Special episode. Friday. Spatial? Spatial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is Friday, October 23rd. We are 10 days from the election. The time is ticking down. The next time we talk to you will be in the single digits just one week away. Holy crap. Last night, we had the presidential debate. Yeah, it was... I did, and Trump mopped the floor with Biden. Just absolutely yeah. demolished It was him. elder abuse. You know, it's like that, that scene in Fight Club when Ed Norton breaks uh, Jared Leto's face in the <laughs> yeah. fight. It was kind of like that, but... Uh, yeah. Oh my god. And you know what? He was aggressive and he let Joe talk and uh it makes me, you know, I know we can't do, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking here, but one wonders what that first debate would have been like if he just let Joe have diarrhea of the mouth like he did last night. It uh yeah, well, it I was think not good. It was I, Joe I, was off his game. It was not good. I think both styles served their purpose though. Yeah. Last night, he was definitely more restrained, more presidential. Yeah. You could tell. I could just watch Trump, and I could read yeah. his mind. He's like, don't interrupt, don't interrupt, don't yeah. interrupt, don't just, interrupt. Just let him talk. He has all He's the facial. Trip over. He's going to trip. The facial expressions were yeah. great. Uh, but let's run down some of the key moments, because there yeah. was quite a few last night. Biggest of them all was the fact that Joe Biden admitted that he would essentially close down the fossil fuel industry and I think that this probably just cost him the election. Let's yeah. play that exchange. Okay, I have one final would question. Would he close down the oil industry? It falls. Would you close it down falls. the oil industry? Way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would that's transition. a big statement. It is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Oh. I mean, I can't believe yeah. that he said that. Yeah. I, well, I, I like how Trump was like, oh, that's, that's big, Joe. That's, <laughs> that's big. a big statement, that's yeah. Big. Oh, the subsidies. <laughs> Goodbye, oil industry. Are you hearing this, Texas, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania? I thought that was yeah. really good. Um, and I like how the Biden campaign is now like, no, 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 no. He meant just the subsidies. Yeah. Which yeah. we all know what that means. And Joe Biden does yeah. the same thing with fracking. Yeah. He lies, he lies, he lies. Yeah. And then he says, oh, I never said that. But he did. He did, yeah. And we have the tapes. We have the tapes. We got the receipts. He's, and, he's, we're going to frack him up the A with the, with oh the tapes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and yeah. Kamala Harris has also said that she wanted to ban fracking. Yeah. Uh, Anybody he, who says, I'm for the Green New Deal is against fracking. Yeah. Well, so, I the mean. The funny part was right after the debate, the president went to Twitter and said, as you requested, Joe, here's the tape. Let's roll that. Well, like, what about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yeah. new pipes? Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate with you, okay? No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Number one. Three consecutive American presidents have enjoyed stints of explosive economic growth due to a boom in oil and natural gas production. As president, would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I mean, what is this guy thinking? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he thinks we're that dumb. Those those two statements alone is enough for him to lose Pennsylvania. Well, for sure. That the Rust Belt, yep. any state where there's heavy a heavy natural gas presence, or even an oil industry. Not presence, to mention they think they presence. have a chance in Texas, which is just retarded. Well, they always keep saying, that, yeah. Man. 
But especially now, yeah. now that's not yeah. even close to happening. It, it's, I mean, they, they said that back like in 2014 with uh, Wendy Davis. She's going to win the governorship? Nah, okay. One of the big things he talked yeah. about last night also was health care, where he had yet another lie, which also happened to be 2013's lie of the year by President yeah. Obama, yeah. where he said that if you like your health care, you can keep your health care. Yeah. Joe claimed that not one person lost their insurance under Obamacare, but are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Roll that clip. Not one single person with private insurance would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. They did not lose their insurance unless they chose they wanted to go to something else. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Not one yeah. person lost their... What? I mean, a lot of people lost their health insurance, Joe. All I saw last night on Twitter after he said that was, I lost my health I insurance. My, my deductibles went through the roof. Of I had, had, to, had to go off of it. Not to mention, I love how he's like, it's not Obamacare, it's Biden care. As if that makes a difference. It's the same exact thing. In fact, it's what Joe is proposing is what Obamacare initially started out with, with the public option. It was nuked because they didn't have the votes for it. And this is when the Democrats had a big majority in the house and they had 60 votes in the senate i believe they had yeah they had the, the 60 least, vote threshold yeah. no they did they did because right because it was Bur before scott brown yeah yeah so yeah Bur yeah that, that, i remember that remember mm -hmm. he used to sign 41 yeah scott brown 41 as if because he you know that, that was the uh yeah that was it so yeah so they couldn't get it done with that so um they took the, they, 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 they took the public option out and then they got it through through reconciliation we all and then this you know the rest is history but point is Joe's public option didn't have the votes and the Democrats had a supermajority in the Demo in the Senate so that's all that says about the and that's after an, uh, you know Obama trounced McCain in the 08 election so and Obamacare was passed without a single Republican yeah, vote so it's like he, the fact he wants to bring that back I'm like it wasn't popular then it's not popular now so. you bring up the Biden care thing He's saying that his new health care will be called Biden care. Yeah, okay. Well, oh, and yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I don't get the whole point of tying your name to it because it just makes people hate yeah. you more. But it's like Rick and Morty. That, that just sounds slavery, like, but with extra steps. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> everyone know, knows. The same exact thing. With everyone extra knows steps. that the public option is socialism just with yeah. a few extra steps. Yeah. Also, enough about right. healthcare. I mean, the healthcare thing is never going to be resolved. That's just, it is what it is. But it could be made a lot better. Obamacare yeah. up the whole system. I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. But President Trump also called out the corruption of Hunter Biden and the, and the Biden crime syndicate, as I'm calling it yeah. now. Biden Inc. Uh, Biden let's take, Inc. Let's take a listen to what he had to say about that. But you were getting a lot of money from Russia. They were paying you a lot of money, and they probably still are. But now, with what came out today, it's even worse. All of the emails, the emails, the horrible emails of the kind of money that you were raking in, you and your family. And Joe, you were vice president when some of this was happening, and it should have never happened. And I think you owe an explanation to the American people. Why is it somebody just had a news conference a little while ago who was essentially supposed to work with you and your family, but what he said was damning. And regardless of me i think you have to clean it up and talk to the american people maybe you can do it right now i thought he landed some significant blows but you know what was the, the moderator kristen welker every time yeah. he was pinning joe down on the whole foreign yeah. you know influence issue yeah 
she stepped in. But he he was still able to get through though. Oh, and definitely. Those haymakers, and she was not as obnoxious as, as Chris Wallace. I will say, a sidebar: Kristen Wilker was not was actually a good debate. Oh, moderator. I think she did a good job I think she in was general. Good. She was good. She still interrupted President Trump like forty one times versus five times on Biden. Yeah, but, but I mean, still, I mean, Trump was able to get to to land those haymakers, and you know what? He was aggressive, and it wasn't over the top. It was very subtle. Yeah, I like the whole. Well, you know, listen. We all can't – I can't go into a basement and hide for a year and a half and, you know, mm-hmm. make money like you do. I don't know how you're making your money. On, well, <laughs> on that subject, he did accuse Joe Biden of taking money from China and Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, take a listen to that. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made $3.5 million, Joe, and your son gave you – they even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent – to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10% to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. <laughs> I don't make money from China. You do. Yeah. I don't make money from Ukraine. You, you do. do. Yeah. I thought that was a great line of attack. Yeah. And I think you're going to you're gonna see that. He says that Hunter never made a dime off in China. Like, no, it's re- dumb. Really? Yeah, it's dumb. Really, Joe? Like, come on, son. Well, that's, they think that the people are dumb. That's yeah. the elitist attitude. Yeah. They think that people can't, you know, Google something for yeah. themselves. But I think that's going to be worked into the president's stump speeches there, that line, because that's a very effective attack yeah, line. Yeah, it is. And then we moved on to immigration, yeah. um, which, you know, the the Democrats always love to conflate illegal and legal immigration, saying it's basically the same thing. A big point of contention last night was the cages that these kids were in. Uh, let's take a listen to that. Reunite let me these just tell kids you, with their families, let me just tell you, Mr. President. They built cages. You know, they used to say, I built the cages. And then they had a picture in a certain newspaper. And it was a picture of these horrible cages. And they said, look at these cages. President Trump built them. And then it was determined they were built in 2014. That was him. Do you they have a plan cages. to reunite the kids? Yes, we're working families? on it very, we're, we're trying very hard. But a lot of these kids come out without the parents. They come over through cartels and through coyotes and through gangs. But the cages were built by Obama. Yeah. Remember, I like that. Sound. Who built the cages, Joe? Yeah. Who built the cages? No and, answer. No answer for uh, that. I, I, you know, the thing that was really funny to me, and uh, Julio actually pointed this out on Twitter, is the amount of liberal journos out there. They didn't know what a coyote was, and it's just like this has been a thing regarding human trafficking and illegal immigration for like the past like three decades, you idiots. Well, the morons thought he was talking about literal coyotes, like the yeah. animals. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. And these people vote, I and they, they think that they have yeah. the preeminent opinions on immigration. If you don't know what that is, then you need to just shut the up. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, just... I would say beaten within an inch of your life, and then, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I would also add that. The, but... the whole thing is just a, a cluster f- with immigration. Yeah. Like, they, they always conflate illegal and legal immigration. That's what always gets me. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. It's but not that's, the same. But that's not on purpose, though. Of course. You know that. Of course. I mean, it's a whitewash. Folks, yeah, you all know that's a whitewash. They, they, they want to basically have all these people become, you know, the pathway to citizenship, legalize them all, amnesty up the ass, and then the Democrats think that they can have a— uh, you know, permanent political majority well, through this way. That's what, that's uh, what one thing he said last night, which I was like, whoa, that's pretty dramatic. Yeah. He said basically amnesty for all illegal immigrants that yeah. are here right now. Yeah. That's 25 million people. Yeah. You're, you're telling me, 
the majority of the American public does not like illegal immigrants. Including <laughs> legal immigrants who are doing it the right way. Yeah. And not having, you know, basically get like this uh, blanket pardon by the government. Particularly so. Hispanic voters, yeah. which is why they're supporting President Trump yeah. at margins, which we haven't seen at least since W yeah. in 2004. Yeah. Perhaps even higher than W, w in got it Ooh, w He got had 40. About 44%, yeah. It, it was 40. I it looked 40? it up last I night. Thought it was yeah. 40, no, I thought no, they revised it down afterwards. What? It was what? 40. Hey, listen, 40% is still is still winning. Yeah. I'm just saying. He's gonna I, mean, come, I think Trump. Trump's going to come close to that or above it. And yeah. that's why Nevada is actually in play, I think, yeah. now. We're going to talk about that a little later. All right. But coronavirus. Okay? Everyone's over the fucking pandemic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the double standards. People the whole thing. Done. The hypocrisy. The, the whole the Fauci, done. Yeah. People are done with it, I right? I can tell you, I mean, I think we I think I, we said this before. I can tell you for a fact, people are going to go and see their loved ones on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, well, you so, see that? He's like, I mean, people need to bite the bullet and not do Thanksgiving. Like, dude. Yeah. F- you're done. I don't want to talk about him because yeah. I could do a whole episode on him. You probably should but later. But the, well, we will once Trump fires him after yeah. he gets reelected. <laughs> um, but Trump had a particularly poignant line. And he's been saying it since the beginning, so this isn't something new, that the cure cannot be worse than the disease, Yeah. right? The cure can't be worse than the problem itself, yeah. Yeah. which is leading to, you know, these lockdowns are leading to mass drug and alcohol abuse, yep. domestic abuse, yep. suicides, the whole deal, right? Let's take a listen to what he had to say. I want to open the schools. Uh, the transmittal rate to the teachers is uh, very small, but I want to open the schools. We have to open our country. We're not going to have a country. You can't do this. We can't keep this country closed. This is a massive country with a massive economy. People are losing their jobs. They're committing suicide. There's depression, alcohol, drugs at a level that nobody's ever seen before. There's abuse, tremendous abuse. We have to open our country. You know, I've said it often. The cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. It's true. Yeah. It's 100% true. And Joe said he would shut down the country again. Oh, yeah. If the scientists told him, which we all know the scientists want to do that because they just want to kill the economy. Well, Trump brought up a good point. He's like, all these states, you know, Michigan, North Carolina, blah, 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 are still locked down, yet they're having spikes in cases. Yeah. So what's the benefit of a lockdown besides destroying the economy? You know, we can't just – we can't hide. Yeah, and and there are two studies, MIT and Berkeley. Liberal, progressive, Berkeley said that the lockdowns have actually done more harm than good. Yep. In probably what was the highlight of the night, I thought that this was a great line and will really resonate with, you know, real Americans out there, perhaps the undecided voters that, you know, really aren't 100% Trumpites, right? They may be Trump curious is what I call them. But if you're if you're Trump curious at this point, I still think you could be gotten. Let's take a listen to when President Trump told Joe Biden and the American people why he ran for president in the first place. We should fundamentally change the system, and that's what I'm going to do. But why didn't he do it four years ago? Why didn't you do that four years ago, even less than that? Why didn't you I do it? You were not... vice president. You keep talking about all these things you're going to do, and you're going to do this. But you were there just a short time ago, and you guys did nothing. We did. You know, Joe, I, I ran because of you. I ran because of Barack Obama, because you did a poor job. If I thought you did a good job, I would have never run. I would have never run. I ran because of you. I'm looking at you now. You're a politician. I ran because of you. I mean, that's all you have to say. Yeah. I ran because of you. Yeah. He's like, if you would have done a better job, I wouldn't be standing here today. 
And that's 100% the truth, honestly. Yeah. That's really, you know, everyone says, oh, well, Trump's the problem in politics. No, 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 no. Obama was the problem in politics. Yeah. Trump was just the effect of the cause that was Obama. And then they talk about divisiveness. Yeah. Obama was the original divider in chief. I don't know why he was talking so badly about Obama that whole debate. <laughs> Who, Biden? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Biden, Biden. Biden threw all the everybody damn icons under the, under the bus. Yeah, everybody was under the bus but FDR, him. FDR, Obama, yeah. everybody yeah. was responsible for everything besides him. And that's yeah. the thing. You're there for 47 years, Joe. Yeah. What have you done? What have you that's done? That's true. You know, and I, I, thought that, I thought that was a really good – actually, that was a really good line. Yeah. He like, talks about the minimum wage, talks about criminal justice reform. But Joe, but Joe you're saying what you're doing. You were there. You were there for eight years. You were there for more than that in the Senate. Like where oh, were you? Yeah. You know, I mean, just agreed. Yeah, Joe all Biden. talk, no – and then that's when all talk, no action came out. I'm just yeah. like, yes, finally. Finally he uses that. Yeah. I, I mean – he should have used that when to, to mock him for the you know calling a lid before ten a.m. for the past four weeks. Uh, you know, all talk, no action. But you know, but better late than ever. Well, first off, Joe Biden looked horrible last night. He he was. Uh, I think if we went another fifteen minutes. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm not kidding, folks. I think another fifteen minutes. He was gassed after like an hour. Yeah. I mean, he basically he clawed his way that well, last he half looked, hour. He looked really old. He looked exhausted. He was bumbling over yeah. his words. And he didn't look like a guy who was taking he four looked, days of rest yeah. and preparation for the yeah. debate. You know, working class, you know, straight talk. You know, remember, Joe's a straight yeah. talker, right? But remember we, how many times we heard that? Well, he, like, prevaricated. He evaded. He he gave platitudes. It was just— And that's what actually all the, all the undecided voters groups yeah. said that. he Joe Biden had uh, no specifics. Yeah. He was spewing political bullshit. Yeah. He was evasive. He looked old. That's not a good, yeah. you know, summary, right? No. The, and then on the conference, they said the president, you know, looked presidential. He was restrained. Substance. He was, yeah, substance. substance. Exactly. You Look know, what I've yeah. done. And you would think that there would be the opposite given someone who's been there for like four decades mm -hmm. or four decades. You know, you would think that he would have a little more substance, Joe Biden I'm talking about, you know, a little more, you know, of a polished presidential feel. Well, you the know, thing he's is, he's been there forever, and he looks like an old, tired old man who can't answer a question, I and mean, especially on the Hunter stuff, if which you brought look, more attention to that, by the way. Of course, yeah. yeah. If you look back to 2012, he did have that back in 2012. Yeah. Now yeah. he doesn't because he's senile. Yeah. Uh, someone, yeah. Someone it, tweeted last night. The only thing progressive about Joe Biden, yeah. is his dementia. His dementia, yeah. His senile senility. You know, it's it is I mean, for, I'm talking. I'm, it's unfortunate for Joe, if I'm Joe Biden, that every single time I ran for president, there was always somebody better <laughs> mm -hmm. running in the field, whether it be you know, Obama. Sometimes it's just not your time. You know, you're just not destined to be president. Maybe. I well, don't you know, know, I think if I he know. if he would have run in 2016, I think he might have had a much better chance. Yeah, Honestly, but he, he, he did. Won. But he dilly dallied. Yeah. Well, he yeah. deferred to Hillary, which I think was a. You know why he deferred to Hillary? Because he wanted all that Chinese money. Yeah. You wanted to be out of office. Yeah, so you could be like, oh, listen, gravy that, train. Yeah, around that time, you know, they were, they were trying to get that, that deal done with that Chinese firm, which uh, went belly up in 17. But Oh, uh, yeah. The whole thing know. is totally corrupt. I, mean, I love when Trump says, I've done more in 47 months than you did in 47 years. I true. think that's a really good one. Yeah. 
but in President Trump's concluding remarks last night, I think he had a strong closing. Let's take a listen to that. Yeah. Success is going to bring us together. We are on the road to success, but I'm cutting taxes and he wants to raise everybody's taxes and he wants to put new regulations on everything. He will kill it. If he gets in, you will have a depression, the likes of which you've never seen. Your 401ks will go to hell and it'll be a very, very sad day for this country. Success is going to bring us together. And that's the truth. Yeah. That's 100 percent the truth. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that they don't get about Trump. They say, oh, all he does is divide us, blah, blah, blah. No. Well, it's the media. They, the media. Yeah, exactly. Media yeah. It's the liberal media. Yeah. It's the elite establishment. Yeah. You know, they're fighting back against Trump because he's of the people. They're not after – remember, they're not after me. They're after you. Yep. You, the voter. So, uh, yeah, I thought, that was, I thought that was a really good – honestly, from start to finish – well, I shouldn't say that. It was a little. I would say the 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 COVID segment's always going to be a draw, just because of how things are. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't avoid the fact that. I mean, I'm not saying it's Trump's. It's not Trump's fault. And I think where Biden overreached, his first overreach was blaming Trump for all the deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was ridiculous. But you know, I I, I still think. Um, well, Trump, I thought, had his most coherent yeah. uh, messaging on yeah. coronavirus last yeah. night. Because he was kind of all over the place the first debate. He, he was. He said, you know, this time it wasn't it was. you know, wasn't my fault. I didn't bring this yeah. virus and in. It wasn't your and fault. And it wasn't Joe's fault. Yeah, it was China's fault. Exactly. I agree. That was a good yeah, – I mean, that's what kind of turned it around. Then, we were, they, then he was able to really move on he and, said and we, impress him. We but, did everything we can. Yeah. You know, we did everything we could. We're doing everything we can. Yeah. And Operation Warp Speed is coming on. Yeah. Warp Speed is something they need to hit on more because that's in the end what's going to save us, right? Yeah. And yesterday, yeah. Remdesivir got final approval. Good. So it's no longer just an emergency use All right, authorization. Now everyone can take it. All right. So what I really want to see is Regeneron. Honestly, I want some of that Regeneron. Yeah. Just for the hell of it. Yeah, I want to try it out too. Trump has more energy than I've ever that's seen in my great. life. That guy that's is great. moving. And before the debate even happened last night, we had uh, Tony Bobulinski, a former business associate of Hunter Biden, who also worked with Joe Biden. He held a press conference. Uh, Let's run through what he said, and then we'll talk about what he said. First, he talked about Joe Biden's big lie. Take a listen to that. I'm making the statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. He also brought the receipts. He brought three phones with him spanning the years of 2015 to 2018 to hand over to the FBI, which would be new evidence. He also went into something that uh, basically he was threatened, essentially. Let's take a listen to that. I was told this past Sunday by somebody who was also involved in this matter that if I went public this information, it'd be, it would bury all of us, man. The Bidens included. I have no wish to bury anyone. I've never been political. The few contributions I have made have been to Democrats. But what I am is a patriot and a veteran. To protect my family name and my business reputation, I need to ensure that the true facts are out there. After that, he also confirmed that Joe Biden is, in fact, the big guy. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% 
held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden, and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face. In fact, I was advised by Gillier and Walker that Hunter and Jim Biden were paranoid about keeping Joe Biden's involvement secret. Then he said something interesting, brought up Senator Ron Johnson. Let's take a listen to that. Tomorrow, I will be meeting with the Senate committee members concerning this matter, and I will be providing to the FBI the devices which contain the evidence corroborating what I have said. So I will not be taking any questions at this time. I will not be taking questions at well, this we're time. We're going to ask them anyway. Can you tell us a little bit more about this evidence that you're giving to the FBI? The evidence sits on these three phones. I don't want to go into anything any further. Uh, this will all be discussed with uh, Senator Johnson and his committee, and the American people can decide what's fact. Who we'll pay for you to be here? Who we'll pay for your expenses to be here? Thank you. So just today, yeah, while, yeah. basically while we're recording this, yeah. he is up on the Hill, uh, and he uh, is meeting today with the FBI, Senator Ron Johnson, he's Chuck Grassley. He's turned over the three devices where, in which these deals were involved, and uh, so he's and, all, and all business records, actually. Everything relating to this China deal yep. has been turned over to the FBI. Whether Chris Now, Chris Ray is probably going to bury all this evidence because that's what he does. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but I mean, allegedly, allegedly. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know about allegedly. Yeah, they no, sat yeah. on this laptop for how long? Months. You and they sat, on, they sat on the DOJ memo about Michael Flynn. Yep. For, that was actually years. Yep. So, um, there's a lot of problems over there. But yeah. the point is, people are flipping. They're coming forward. And what did our friend uh, Kimberly Strass oh, over at the Wall Street she, Journal, what did she, she have to say? She threaded it all together. She took all the bits and pieces, all the characters, the dates, and then she constructed the timeline, which corroborates everything that we've known about this deal that Joe, like you said, Joe is the chairman, mm-hmm. um, that they tried, that the, 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 the beginning of this deal, in which Joe was supposed to get 10% equity sh- uh, stake, mm-hmm. began when he was a, a vice president, when he was still in office. It was a long, tortured process. Eventually, it fell through. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was there. I mean, the, the Biden clan was using Daddy Biden's, uh, you know, the office of the vice presidency for pool and to lay down foundations for deals with companies, uh, to with shady companies, actually, with ties to rival governments. So... You know, the, the Biden doctrine mm-hmm. is, you know, get paid first and then deal with the rest later. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, you know. My family, I should say, get paid, you know, my family gets paid first and then do whatever the but, uh Well, yeah, in some of these angry texts, he makes clear yeah. that his contribution to the business venture is his yeah, name. It's his name, yeah. He says that, uh, you know, they're coming to be partners with the Bidens. Yeah. I and, mean— we have another, you know, again, and, and Joe was involved in this and, you know, the whole lie about I never knew about what Hunter was doing. Well, that's yeah. a lie. He was, you know, basically the backup QB to a lot of this and signed off on a lot of stuff that, that Hunter brought to his father. So, yeah, the, th- mean, the thing is, you know, the, the former vice president is running on trust. And yeah. judgment and integrity squeaky and clean. ethics, right? Yeah, I'm squeaky clean. I'm your working class hero from Scranton. You know me, good old Joe Biden. 
They're, it's unbelievable. Dirty Dude, I, Joe. It's I Dirty love, Joe. I, corrupt Joe, yeah. yeah. I loved that last night when Trump was like, you know, don't try to act all innocent over here. Yeah, yeah. You know, nobody's... You're, you're an innocent baby. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> that was, was a good great. line. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. It's going to certainly be interesting as this story plays out over the next uh, 10 days until the election. But I think that the Biden campaign is in bad shape over this. It's, yeah, it's, uh, Because it's as I was reading last night, this is the time where the low interest voter pays attention. Right. Last night with the debate, huge. Right. Now is when they pay attention and they may not, you know, pay attention to the news all the time, but they're certainly now in the week before the election going to be. And these people are undecided. They could be gotten. Yeah. And last night in these undecided focus groups that were done, massive shift toward Trump. Yeah. They say, you know, we may not like everything about Trump, but, but if we're won. if we're put with a, you know, gun to our head choice between the two, we're going to pick Trump. Yeah. And they even said, you know, Biden seems like a nicer guy, but do we really need a nice guy to yeah. be president? No. They like Trump's policies. Yeah. So that's that's really going to be interesting. You know, if undecideds break huge towards Trump here, this really could be a major red wave. Yeah. There are signs out there that that could be happening. There was also some other major breaking news this morning. And this is seismic, absolutely yeah. seismic what's going on here. This morning, President Trump was at the White House – and announced that there is a peace deal. You know, Sudan is signing into the peace deal that was previously agreed to, the Abraham Accords. Okay? So now that's three Arab countries to only do so in basically a matter of weeks. When, since it's been, what, 40 to 50 years since we've had a major peace deal in the yep. Middle East? Now reports this morning, President Trump is saying that at least five additional uh, Arab countries want to join in a peace deal with Israel. To sign on to these Abraham Accords. Oh, wow. Is Saudi Arabia one of them? And Saudi Arabia is one of them. Uh, He says there will be a big signing event at the White House. Of course, Democrats and the left-wing media hacks are saying this is a distraction, uh, that these deals aren't going to really achieve peace. Uh, Chris Hayes says it's hilarious that in the end, uh, you know, a bunch of cynical peace deals. These people are insane. They're broken. Trump yeah. has broken yeah, them. Yeah, I know. I love it, though. In what world is Middle East peace a bad a bad thing? Yeah. Well, for those that want endless war, it's yeah. a bad thing. But I think the real win here is that you have a kid from North Jersey in Jared Kushner and a New York businessman in Donald Trump, both of whom have zero foreign policy experience than all these bureaucrats and diplomats that have been around forever – Come in here in a matter of just a few years, form a potentially world-changing peace agreement in the Middle East. It's peace yeah. in the Middle East. Yep. Which means I'm going to Oman. After no, this yeah, election. whatever. You're crazy, man. <laughs> You're nuts. I would, I would still not. The only country I would still go over there and visit is, is Israel, Israel. Yeah, it's Israel. Which I still wouldn't do because I don't well, need the threat of rockets all the time. Also, I mean... Uh, you, you got to quarantine for two weeks when you go there. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's kind of like you, you, if you're going to go there for vacation, you got to go there for like a month. Yeah. I mean I would, <laughs> I, I would obviously do it after coronavirus. I'm not traveling anywhere international when coronavirus is still a thing. Oh, I, I'll travel on an airplane but with a moon suit. Yeah. Well, Did you see the, the as, people with the, the As the my friend on. brought up, you, you don't want to be in another country's healthcare system and get that 
Oh yeah. You'd much rather yeah. be here, you yeah. know. Like if you're gonna have to get it, except you want to has great health care. Yeah, that worked out well for them. But there are bodies flowing out of the fucking hospitals over there. You know, peace in the Middle East is something that it really can change the world. Yeah. It can't be understated how like you can't you, I mean, I guess you can't overstate how big this is. That and of course that's why they didn't want to talk about foreign policy last yeah. night. Because he's been winning. Yeah. The Trump doctrine, the Trump foreign policy. Yeah. It's popular. Not only is it popular, yeah. it's the most successful foreign policy that we've had since Reagan. Yeah. Undoubtedly. I mean, Clinton, total disaster, right? Yeah. Bush you can argue, you know, that he had to do certain things because it was of 9-11. A, it was a good but, first at bat for a new war. But the whole spreading in. of democracy things yeah, overridden. Yeah, that was not good. You know? we, we should have stayed in Afghanistan. Instead, we got distracted with Iraq and that yeah. became a big disaster. And then we didn't really have a plan to rebuild the country. Really had a solid plan to rebuild the country. It was it was a disaster. I mean, like it, I'm it's, all... a, it's a liberal documentary, but No End in Sight is actually a very good documentary about the, the planning and how there was like no there yeah. was no planning at all i'm all for so promoting american ideals but i'm not gonna throw troops on the ground to do yeah. it yeah yeah and if those people want to have democracy it's going to be on their own time and their own their own accord the obama know? foreign policy couldn't have been worse hillary clinton huge yeah. part of that i mean you could go through the whole list of yeah, failures there was, we could take all day it was bad but this, I mean, this is a, this is something. That was one. That's what, the Obama foreign policy was basically like one long freezing cold take. Mm -hmm. You know, like <laughs> it really is. Look something. at Yemen. Yemen is a blueprint for counter counter terrorism operations, and then Yemen like collapses. Yeah. You know, the yeah. president is forced to flee. There's a civil war. We got I mean, Iran the, the funding Spring? the Houthi rebels. The Arab what? Spring. Oh, the Arab Spring was terrible. Libya. Yeah. Egypt. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing yeah. was just disastrous and yeah. all it did was embolden and empower iran to be a regional power yep. which we're now going to have to confront yep. but if we can get these well arab countries to yeah. align with us against them it's good i mean that's we're it kind of yeah. this is kind of like we're boxing them in you know yes. like how we boxed in you know uh russia and yeah yeah peace you know of, there's nothing wrong with peace i'll reiterate yeah. that that yeah that's really i i think trump over the next week or so needs to send the message yeah What's wrong with peace? Because last night they were hitting him, oh, well, you know, you pal around with Kim Jong-un and Putin and this yeah, and that. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. what's wrong with peace? Yeah. You know, I, I know. used to be a neocon neocon hawk. Yeah. Same here. Now? Because I, I thought in the beginning it was a worthwhile venture. Right, you know, right. like I, I thought that it was sound. I mean, maybe it was – I mean, but it's just it's just too much. It's, now just, it's, it's just too expensive. We're tired of war. We're tired. I'm tired of it. Right. Tired. America first. Let's spend that trillion dollars, you know, on building peace through strength with our yeah. military, of yeah. course, but on our country, yeah. right? And build stuff here. The, the whole thing. I mean, the whole thing is – I actually think we should also turn, tend to our nuclear arsenal. For sure. I want For more sure. nukes. Yeah, I, I want like I want Cold War era like twenty thousand. It needs to be updated. It's more. It's I'm not. Just kidding. It's 20, not so much I'm about not 20, 000, but more of the the, the the systems. It's involved. not the quantity. It's the, it's the new yeah. technology, yeah. right? Yeah. We Mervs. need to be building new ones, retiring yeah. and deprecating old systems. Yeah. Like the launch systems are somewhat outdated. Yeah. Like you know, I'm not to uh, say that it's bad. Like it's still the best in the world, yeah. but. We need to be always yeah, on the cutting edge. Exactly. Because look at what the Chinese are doing. Yeah. You know, that's... Uh, and also missile defense. Yes. Missile yeah. defense, we got to keep funding that because I think that I know people... It's it's going to eventually work and then we need to start weaponizing space. I hate to say yes. it. Yeah. We got to weaponize space. We got to put missiles on satellite in secret satellites, something. 
because the Chinese are going to do it. Well, you know, how... They, they probably have done... They have, yeah. They have. Right? The Russians we, have we done it, right? Have. We also we have. have. Okay, so we got to keep weaponizing the space. We got to get the Space Force through the roof. We got to get Space Marines going. But Everything. how forward-looking was that, right? Oh, yeah. Space Force wasn't even something that Trump ran on. Yeah. But he came into office, saw the intelligence, and said, yeah. they're rushing to space. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. It's the yeah. Russians and the Chinese. Yeah. We need to get there and get there quick. Yeah. So what did he do? Enlisted the help of Elon Musk, yep. SpaceX. We've had unprecedented success in launches, yep. reusing launch vehicles, you know, the whole deal. Space Force. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And space really is... The next frontier. Yeah. And in the second term, if he brings Space Force, you know, Space Force is real now. It's to fruition. Yeah. It's formed. It's there. They have people it's in there. It's an official there. branch. Yeah, it's an official branch. There's a, but, it, you ha know, it has its chief. Bring it to power. Yeah. That, moon base. That, yeah. Moon base. Yeah. We got to get that moon well, base going. I, I In a Trump second term, I think by the second or third year, we will go to the moon again. Yeah. We have That's to. for sure. We got we got, we got, um, to, we got to recover this old ground. We got to... And we do need a moon base. It's actually, ironically, like yeah. the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, with yeah, Steve no, Carell. Yeah, no, yeah. We, you know, we need a moon base. I, I thought that show was hilarious. Some people yeah. didn't like it, but I thought it was good. Although it's like, what's that movie called? Oh, The Time Machine? Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be uh, using nukes to um, create like livable resident colonies there because that's how the or that's how that's how the Earth is destroyed. Yeah, like, they nuke the part of the moon, it breaks apart, and it screws up all the tides and everything, and that's how humanity gets everything destroyed. gets destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so we got a uh, big week coming up next week. Just a little preview here. Amy Coney Barrett will be confirmed on Monday. All right. That's going to be a great day for America. The president says that he's going to hold, uh, starting next week at some point, five rallies a day leading up to the election. He's going all out, leaving nothing on the field. And he truly Ooh, is taking the same mantra as last time yeah. just to outwork the other he candidate. Must be, uh, he must be – But that's what he did to Hillary Clinton. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I'm the same. But five rallies a day, he must have uh, – the Air Force One better have that Diet Coke uh, yeah. stash – fully stocked to well keep he going. thinks he thinks like i think you know my mentality with the election here is i could sleep after the election his mentality is the same thing yeah it's that put it all out there yeah do what you need to do yeah and i can rest after the election yeah. and uh, i mean the fact that he's his age and has this level of energy is unbelievable it's great uh, joe biden is Sleepy. He can't do it. Sleepy he Joe. Can't do it. he really looked like sleepy joe last night joe can probably do like three-fourths of a rally yeah Yep. Uh, so, he, can't, he can't get it done. Uh, I just wanted to do real quickly here a state of the race review. I yeah. know our fans love when we talk about this stuff a little bit in the weeds. What's your view overall of the battleground states and where we are currently? Um, uh, I think that last night solidified our status in those battleground states, especially, especially Pennsylvania yeah. and the Rust Belt. But where do you think we are? I think um – I'm not going to say it's in the bag, mm -hmm. but I, I, the trends, especially in the Rust Belt, are going our way. Mm -hmm. Minnesota and Nevada are trending our way from what I've seen. Uh, the alternate polls that I've been reading. Yeah, yeah. Watch 2020 is a, good, is a good account to follow on Twitter. Um, they have Minnesota and Nevada in the toss-up column. Yeah. Pennsylvania's in the toss-up column. So the Rust everything is swinging towards Trump. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think I think he's confident about. I mean, this this guy who runs this account, he's confident that that, that we're going to win Arizona, that the core three is yep. is is in our is solidly going to be solidly in our camp, and then we just need to win either um, 
what, you know, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Wisconsin, well, so they talk Wyoming, about Missouri. Georgia as some toss-up. So, I think they're on crack. He doesn't even talk about okay. Georgia. Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned the core three, which is the most important thing, yeah. right? Florida, North Carolina, Arizona. Yeah. If we win the core three, all that needs to be done is to add Michigan, which yeah. things are looking good there right yeah. now. But right? I would say even Pennsylvania looks good. Right, right. Pennsylvania, I think, is still a toss-up, but yeah. tilt, tilt, tilt yeah. just very so slightly to us, right? Mm-hmm. Nevada is in play. I don't know what's going to happen there, but it's certainly more in play well, than it was last time. Well, you said that the, the rank and file in the unions in Las Vegas are breaking with the leadership. That's correct. Right? Is that and feeling away? Yeah. with massive increases in Hispanic support. Yeah. That's what could really bring them across the line there. I still think that's icing on the cake, right? If you get the core three, all you really need to do is add one of the Rust Belt states, right? So, which I think is Michigan, you know, is the the best looking right now. I think Wisconsin is tilting our way. I think Pennsylvania is now tilting our way. Minnesota, I would put in pure toss-up with Nevada. Minnesota and Nevada, which would be ads on top of what he previously had before. Yeah. Minnesota... The, the early vote turnout in the Republican suburbs of Minneapolis have been much higher than yeah, anticipated. That's good. that's good. You have the Iron Range that's trending red, right? Yep. You have multiple Democrat mayors there coming out and endorsing Trump. Uh, so I think things looking are looking pretty positive there. I, I saw – I mean I'm not going to – now I'm not using this in a pejorative term, but I saw a hot take that Trump's going to carry that state by 165,000 votes. That's a hot take. Something, I don't know about I, I, or or something along those lines. I yeah. saw he was gonna he was gonna win it. I think Trump can win it. Uh, will it be about will it be by a hundred sixty five k? I don't know. Well, so maybe last more time, so like forty five to fifty. Last but. time he lost it by forty thousand votes. Okay. okay. We'll say maybe okay. So winning it by fifty thousand doesn't sound. I out think of, that's out of a little crazy. I think if he if wins the Iron it, it's going to be flips like that. I still think if he wins it, it's going to be razor thin. Razor thin. But I mean, look at that. That's all. That's. That that's that that's us, right? Right. That's I mean, us now. Yeah, it, it could flip by I, I think forty to fifty thousand, yeah. maybe sixty thousand. But you're right. But, I mean, that that's still slim. I mean, given what he has to. But make the thing up. is, you know that that's the funny part, right? We're now talking about potential icing on cakes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, the only thing that truly matters. Yeah. Is two seventy. Yes. And if you get two seventy, that's the that's ball us. game. And the thing about Minnesota. Yeah. There's a Senate seat there. It, if Trump wins in Minnesota, it's very possible Carry the push it, yeah. that he would pull that with yeah. him, which would negate any losses that we have. We'd end up with potentially even a plus one oh, in the overall baby. Senate races. I think the Senate races look positive for us yeah. right now. Uh, that's what I wanted to move on to oh, next yeah, is, sure. is the Senate map here. So Georgia— Okay, Real Clear's map is not, is not insane— Oh, okay. This Hold on. Is, Sorry. This is insane. not filled. This oh, is not, not filled. Oh, it's not filled. Let me let me put up the split. Senate no toss ups, and then you'll say it's insane. Okay, that's uh... yeah, crazy. Dem plus four, not happening. Yeah, not happening. They have Ernst losing in Iowa. That's crackhead status. Okay? Tillis, Tillis is going to win in North Carolina. Exactly. And Tillis then, is going to win North Carolina. I'm sorry, folks. I think Susan Collins. She'll. It will not be by the sixty plus vote percent of the vote margin that she usually enjoys throughout her career. But she'll barely pull it. She'll probably get. Fifth, she'll probably win by 53, 54%. Mm-hmm. Colorado, High 55. Colorado, I think, is a loss no matter what. But that's yeah. fine because that's being negated by Doug Jones or yeah. uh, Doug Jones losing in Alabama. Yeah. McSally's a toss-up. I, I'm going to say it. I don't know about McSally. It's a pure toss-up. I think it could go either way. There's what? a lot of bad stuff coming out about Mark Kelly. 
That's true. A lot however, of bad stuff. However, I could see a split happening there. But if Trump carries Arizona by as much as he did last time, I think she comes with us. Yeah. So now that will be. You want to talk about? You know, we talked about Razor Thin and Minnesota folks. If McSally wins that seat, it will be like yeah. in the thousands. Probably of recount. Yeah, probably recount territory, but. I'm talking razor, razor thin. So, in fact, that's like that's been indicative of her entire career. When she won for con- her congressional seat, it was a razor. I think it was mm-hmm. less than a thousand votes. We mentioned so. Minnesota, but another uh, Rust Belt state that has a Senate election this year is Michigan. And if Trump wins Michigan, I think he will bring along with him John James, who arguably I think could actually get more votes than the president. Yeah. And John James, I think, has a very good shot. At winning that election. For the first time in like forever, we actually have a, a decent, decent Republican Senate candidate up there. Mm-hmm. If he can't – now, I'll be doom and gloom here. If he can't win, we should just give up on Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean if, if, if a Republican candidate like John James can't win up there, then like it's – barring a massive sex scandal of the incumbent Democrat yeah. like Gary Peters like snorting crack off the tits of like a 12-year-old Chinese whore. Oh my god. Then, you know, it, we're never going to win that state. But Gary Peters is just horrible. He is. But he's nobody hor- knows who he is, and he's and, and we said this in twenty fourteen. He's horrible. No one knows who he is. It, people, forty percent of Michigan voters didn't even know that he was the senator at the time, and he yeah. still won. Uh, no, not but saying keep that in the mind, that we had was not not the best. Keep but. in mind, twenty fourteen was before the realignment. True, it's before the Trump True. realignment. That so it's also, very Michigan. It's also a red wave year, though. Yeah, but Michigan politics now is very different it's than flipped. six it years has ago. Flipped. Very a lot, different. A lot has changed. You know, that's the whole realignment of politics in this yeah. country that's still ongoing. Yeah. And uh, we're actually going to have our friend Harrison on on, nice. on Tuesday. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, he was from Erie, Pennsylvania, and he's going to come on to talk with us. He, you know, he's we've him and I have talked about this for a long time. He's been living this realignment in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, the ancestral Democrat areas that are flipping Republican, and it's you know it's not just confined to Pennsylvania. Selena Zito wrote the book about this, the which Great I highly Revolt. you know highly recommend. The Great Revolt. Yeah, yeah. there it's it's a, an undercurrent in our politics, which the liberal elite media still refuses to understand. Well, I mean, they didn't even know what coyotes were. Right, exactly. Living I mean, that's exactly. all I need to know. So, uh, real quickly on yeah. the house here, so I get told that I'm crazy for thinking that we have a chance to retake the house. Yeah. Let me tell you why I think we have a chance to retake the house. Okay. You look at this map here, right? These ratings are based on what I would consider skewed polls. Okay. For example. In the lean Dem category, they have Pennsylvania 17, which many of you may remember as the special election that occurred last year where Connor Lamb beat the worst GOP candidate that we could have possibly ever put forward, okay? Yeah. They have Pennsylvania 17 as lean Dem. That's Trump country, okay? So you're telling me that these Trump voters are going to split their vote to a Democrat representative who backs Nancy Pelosi over Sean Parnell – who is an American hero and yeah. a great candidate and running a great campaign, I don't buy it, okay? So if you look at this here... That that that, that district is weird, though, man. Yeah, I don't buy yeah, it. I just say. don't buy it. Yeah. Don't buy it one bit. You know. I mean, I hope you're right. And, they have, they have uh, the Scranton area seat in the toss-up. I think the GOP, it's, you know, it's going to be hard to take it, but I think if Trump runs the 2016 map the way he did, and I think perhaps he may win even bigger... We will, I think, take yeah. the House. Yeah. These toss-up seats, you know, it's yeah. not far-fetched no. that the GOP takes the toss-up seats. If we're really talking about a potential, you know, I don't want to say red wave, but a red surge. 
Yeah. Which is is looking very possible. I think they have a chance. I really do. And people say I'm crazy. You know, they say, oh, the Dems have a 99% chance of not only holding the House but gaining seats. I don't think so. This is a presidential year. Yeah. It's not 2018. Yeah. The electorate is not 2018. Yeah. And those, and those uh, Trump supporters who voted for Democrats in 18 are going to be voting Republican straight down the ticket. So. Well, especially after what they've seen to the president, yeah. they've done to the president. Yeah. The sham impeachment yeah. that, oh, by the way, Trump was 100% right about yeah. uh, asking Ukraine about this corruption. The, the failure and, and just rejection of the idea that we should pass stimulus to help Americans that are hurting right now because they want to bail out their friends in Democrat poorly run states. Yeah. I mean, that resonates. It really does. And, you know, people, people may say there's no chance, but I, I think there's a chance. At the very least, at the very least, the GOP will cut down the Senate majority or the not the at the very least, the GOP will cut down their House majority. Yeah. Which makes it more feasible that, you know, we could maybe get some moderate Dems to come along and vote for us, you know? Well, moderate Dems right now want a COVID relief bill. So if we get, you know. Yeah. But I could tell you that my dream scenario here, which I think is actually really my prediction, honestly, at this point. Trump will win with more electoral votes than he did last time, or at least the same at 304, potentially more. We will keep the Senate at our current margin, perhaps, perhaps, plus one, plus one yep. to 54, but no less than 52, okay? And in the House, I think we will retire Nancy Pelosi from the speakership oh, wow. for good. Look at that. Wouldn't that just be the ultimate— That's a dream scenario for sure. And, I, you know— I don't think it's that far out of the realm yeah. of possibility. Of course, you know, you'll say, yeah, you're just smoking the Hunter Biden crack. Possible. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. But the, what I've seen here with these skewed polls that are leading to these flawed rankings, yeah. the ratings, you know, everyone's yeah. like, oh, cuck political report. That's just a liberal circle <laughs> that they got going on there. <laughs> it's tubing. Tubing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I do not. Yeah. by these ratings. These race ratings are done by these failed pollsters. And Frank Luntz said it himself yesterday. Yeah. Oh, if, if we get it wrong this time, we're done. the industry's over. We're done. And, and they're going to think they're getting it wrong. They're still using registered voter polls. Um, I will say I think Trump will get at least – will get over 300 electoral votes. Mm-hmm. Now, here's me being – taking off my MAGA hat for a second. We see strong – Performances with Trump with Hispanics. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to get double-digit support with black voters. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about seniors, though. I'm not. 65 and older. I'm not. Because in Florida, and and I'm not saying I believe it or not, but I see the surge in Trump performances with with Hispanics being offset by a decrease in support with those who are 65 and older. Now, could change. The old folk are finicky, but... That's going to be one thing to look for. I don't buy it. In some states. Let me tell you why. In some okay. states. There are a lot of people out there yeah. that will not. I'm just tossing it out. I'm not saying I believe it, folks. I'm just tossing it out there just to be. Well, yeah, 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 be, yeah, yeah. I'm just tossing, I'm just tossing that talk because I think that is one talking point from the other side that is not insane. Yeah. So, I don't buy it. that might be it, actually. I don't buy it because it, you know why? This is crap that they say. The Demer, the, the, even the seniors who lean blue. Yeah. Do not want these radicals to be in power. Yeah, well, I also think that they, they see the riots. Yes. You know, they see the riots. I think that They're status quo voters, yeah. right? Yeah. So 
You know what's going to be to the pollsters asking about the riots? I don't know. Probably not. So you know where we'll be able to tell pretty quickly. Mm. The villages. Yes. When we start getting early vote data out of the villages, yeah, we'll we'll know. If it's up, yeah, we'll know. Then it's done. We'll know. Yeah. And I don't buy the whole Trump's losing the seniors thing because yeah, they may not like you know his his bombacity or whatever. And that story did kind of die out after like about a week. Right. Right. You know. So, but. Now, if again these now, polls, if that's true, we're in deep. If it's true, though. These polls <laughs> oversampling Democrats, yeah. right? And the college educators. So they're oversampling the scene, the yeah. Democrat seniors. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I think they're and, and, overs- and oversampling. I think more damaging though is the oversampling of the hostile Republicans in the suburbs. Exactly. You know? And also, when you avoid Trump Democrat zip codes, like how, like I just don't. But these seniors, we are really flying blind here on polls. These really seniors are from a bygone time. Yeah. Where you don't ask who you're voting for. Yes, true. It's a private thing. Yeah. I think of anyone, they're more likely the crew that would not respond to pollsters yeah. Yeah. or perhaps Why? mislead them. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm not a senior. If if and I I've never been polled, but if they were to call me and say, you know, who are you gonna vote for? This is all anonymous. I I probably would decline. Yeah. W- wouldn't you? Yeah. Sorry, I don't want them knowing where I live and, 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 and outing this information and stuff like if that. If you're looking at a average of the battleground polls, and you yeah. know, to take this with a grain of salt, the yeah. polls I think are skewed yeah, in a very bad direction. We have some, some of these samples, man. But of, oh these, of these skewed polls, yeah. Trump is at his highest number in the entire race. Okay. Okay. So what, what's it right now? What's 45.5 to... Oh. To Biden, 49.3. Oh. But here's the thing. You look at the margins, right? All these polls are either at or worse off for the Democrats than they were in 2016. That's the real indicator to me. So, and these battleground polls are being skewed by some major Democrat outliers like the CNN poll, New York Times poll, all those. Yeah. So the CNN at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you look at the the polls with some integrity, such as Trafalgar, and Trump's winning every single one of these battleground states. Yeah. So that's it, I think. I, I really think we're in a good position. We're going to talk a lot more about it next week. Of course, always stay tuned to townhall.com and the rest of the town hall media, Death Stars, I'm starting to call it, of Red State, PJ Media, Twitchy, Hot Air, and Bearing Arms for the latest up-to-the-minute 2020 election coverage. If you'd like to reach out to email us, triggered at townhall.com. Always feel free to email us. We love hearing from all of our listeners. Most importantly... Get your family, your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors, and get out there and vote, vote, vote. We will see you on Tuesday for another episode of Triggered. We hope you have a great weekend. See you then.